everyone, Eric Watson here, freelance writer of player games, writer of words, recorder videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to the Monday edition of Bye Bye, weekly behind-the-scenes DM-only livestream crafting the deep, which I build right and prepare for our next session of Call from the Deep. If you are playing characters Gotwald, Mac, Savra, or Toro, the stream is not meant for you, but for the rest of you, welcome. Warning, there will be lots of spoilers. We stream our D&D sessions live on YouTube every Friday. You can join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. For our campaign, we use Roll20 for streaming. I use OBS Studio. Welcome, welcome. I'm a bit tired today. We were out all day running around doing some important adulting errand stuff that needed to get done because it was a, uh, well, I guess it still is a holiday today. Uh, in the U.S., Washington's birthday, aka President's Day, so got uh, the wife got the day off, so we decided to drop the kiddos off at the folks' house and run around and do some stuff that needed doing, which means I have not thought about D and D today. So this is gonna be a tricky one because we are in a whole new world. We are uh, up in the Earth moat. Uh, we have crash landed on the earth mode of pirate skyhold. So this area is in call from the deep, but of course I picked an area that's not actually mapped in call from the deep. This is, uh, the pirate skyhold, which is the name of, uh, the current arc we're doing right now, uh, and the area. And I just had the idea that the earth moat was actually a really fun adventure location with this black dragon and this undead pirate crew and to follow like the, the the clues that led to this you know area and just I, and the whole thing really sparked my interest but now that i'm realizing like oh shit but now i have to now i have to like make this a fun adventure site <laughs> whoops hopefully we can do that um i don't want to make it too super lengthy but uh this is essentially a full adventure location adventure zone to where they should be able to level up really after they complete it now there will be one minor addendum in that getting to the very end you're not actually supposed to fight the black dragon instead you're supposed to get information from him and in the actual boss battle they'll be returning to neverwinter uh to and i haven't quite narrowed down if it's going to be just like a, a bust down the door of a random tavern and find this guy or something um but they'll know like the name and the general, I don't know, somehow location uh, for Arbeck, which I'm actually going to change to Ned as the Kraken Society contact that has now fallen in with the villains. And that will spur the players to get with him, uh, find him, possibly defeat him, and uh, get some much needed information on the main quest. But they still have to make it to the Black Dragon. So... Uh, they will, they've already crash landed on the earth motor. I guess they will be at the very beginning of this session. I kind of left it off in a nice little cliffhanger moment. This map, by the way, is, I believe I put it in the description. Hopefully I did, but I will paste it again, uh, in the live chat. This is from Seafoot Games. Put it right there. Uh, I believe the map, a, a version of the map at least, is available on their, uh, Patreon for a free map, uh, and then I'm using one of the patron variants, which uh, is the ruined version. So that's why it's all like decrepit and falling apart and stuff, because I think that's uh, more appropriate to what I'm looking for. And I am obviously a Patreon supporter of Seafoot Games, so I highly recommend their awesome maps. And then on top of that, I've kind of bordered this map with the sky map so that it looks like it's in the air. 
and then using the cliff maps, I believe this is from Gabriel Picard's Sky Isles mapper. So there's really kind of a couple different maps in play here that I'm kind of using on top of each other. And what I haven't decided is if I want to make more of these little openings or kind of a pain in the ass to create because I have to make little like cliff things and air stuff. But uh, it's kind of nice to be able to just remind the players that they're in fact uh, floating on Earth mode. And no, they're not really above the clouds. They're not super high up like that. Um, but... It's just cool visually, I think. In fact, 100 feet up, like you're, what is that? Like it's an apartment complex. You're not like above the clouds or anything, but still, it's just a neat visual indicator to know that you're in the air. I think um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom does that really well, where it creates a, a really good scale of verticality while still letting you play with that scale of being on sky islands. Even Even the islands themselves are very different elevations, so kind of a fun thing. But what do I do here? Because there's not really a lot of information in Call from the Deep about what's going on, other than the fact that there's a bunch of lizard folk here. And then uh, I would assume what I'm going to have is his undead minion. So my idea was to have the lizard folk in the village and then have his undead pirate crew, which the players technically already defeated, but I was going to make it so like they're almost all like revenants. So they all just kind of respawn when they're defeated, basically, and and uh, hole up in this stronghold. So this will be a two-part process where the first thing they'll have to do is make it past the lizard folk in this village. And then the second thing they'll have to do is make it through the castle, which will be guarded by the undead pirates. Then I've been trying to find some kind of stairs to put here, but essentially they'll just be stairs going down somewhere, or I could just block this area off and put stairs somewhere else that lead down to a cave where I think that's where the actual black... I don't think the black dragon would just hang out on top of this castle ruins. I think he would like to be in a in a nasty cave or something. I picture black dragon as being like that. So um, that's the, so I'll have to also come up with a swampy cave map, I guess, to actually put the black dragon in there. And maybe, some, maybe there'll be an opportunity for traps. I did think that for the swamp purposes, because it's supposed to be very much infected by Garandar, in fact, I think it says that uh, the backstory is he poisoned the water. Let's see if it actually talks about this here. Unfortunately, it says, it says this story in like three different areas. It might be under the attack on Neverwinter. Um, maybe where it talks about Black Dagger's background. But Black Dagger himself does have some. But man, I didn't say it there. Damn it. Is it under Neverwinter the Black Armada? No. Wouldn't be at our Neverwinter locations. Neverwinter quests. Uh, but none of the... Let's see. Jez tells you to go to Mintarn. Uh... Characters mentioned by the following Black Dagger, Black Dagger assaulted their own best in the past. Exactly, they can question Garander and Pirate Skyhold. That's the only thing it says there. Okay. Uh, so is it all in Pirate Skyhold then? Maybe I read that on a wiki then, where the Black Dragon uh, poisoned everybody. Destroyed most of the fortress, killed the resident pirates, and claimed the earth for his own. Well, maybe it wasn't in here then. It was somewhere else where he actually like poisoned the whole waters, and that's what helped kill everybody. And he also did some kind of ritual curse that transformed all the pirates, or at least the, the main captain, into undead. And then somehow he was able to transform the others or something. But I picture the, all of these waters as being just fetid and literally poisonous. 
so that if the party actually steps into the water, they have to make a con save or become poisoned for however long, rather than just having it be here in general. Although maybe if you, maybe I could do it where every time they even have to stop for uh, a rest, either a short rest or a long rest, maybe they have to make a save against being poisoned. I could play with exhaustion, but I don't know if that would really be appropriate here. And then I'm trying to figure out like how much uh, enemies to use here. Are those are folk a fight, or is there an option of social right? So I think uh, Brythagoras, that is what I need to decide on here. Um, what I kind of like here's my initial thought is that maybe the lizard folk are not necessarily hostile, especially when the players first arrive. Although they would certainly be extremely suspicious and maybe even frightened. I, I definitely, so the undead pirates are completely under the whim of the black dragon. So they would be completely hostile. The lizard folk, however, are just here and they were just kind of maybe conquered as well by the black dragon. Maybe they were even just chilling in this swamp area or I don't, I don't forget what their backstory should be. I don't know if they came because of the black dragon's influence here, but maybe the corrupting swamp, um, Maybe they came later because probably this this area was probably belonged to the pirates, and then when the pirates were cursed, now they've been more tied to the castle. Maybe the lizard folk showed up afterwards. I don't know how the fuck they got up here though. <laughs> um, maybe the black dragon brought them up here. Brought the he was like the Noah's Ark of the lizard folk, and then the lizard folk populated the area. I mean, it's a little hard. You can't just, like... This is a very out-of-the-way area, so it's kind of suspect. I need to figure out what the lizard folk relationship is to the Black Dragon. But I like the idea if maybe they are more of the classic, like, you roll up into a new place and all the residents are super scared and frightened. And that kind of puts a weird tension on the players where they're like, okay, well, these creatures are normally hostile to us but now they're acting all scared and worried and you know how do the players act to that do they come in all blustery or do they come in like no oh, it's okay like how do they treat that situation and on top of that what i really like the idea of is at least one lizard folk kind of badass mini villain which i think is in the neverwinter wiki i need to look up what the name of that guy is but there's like a kind of a boss lizard folk basically who's kind of maybe the direct conduit for the black dragon maybe he's like the favored and it turns out he's just a huge asshole who uh, has used all of his favors from the Black Dragon, which is all necromancy related to just like raise a bunch of lizard folk zombies. And so maybe like half the town are zombies and the zombies just kind of, you know, maybe they kind of work alongside the lizard folk. The lizard folk don't really like the situation. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what the situation his, uh, here is. Certainly there is grounds for socialization uh, and I think that could be fun. It's weird. We So the last session, you know, you always want to try to pace it. We don't have too much combat or too much of any one thing and try to mix as match. That's what I kind of like to do. And the last session, we had a whole lot of social, but then we did technically end with one little bit of a combat fight. So if we land here and then go into a big social, that would be fine. Um, but there definitely needs to be room for a combat encounter. Also, the I teased the fact that the, uh, the reason they crashed is because the balloon got ripped. And I want to steal the idea of the... Um, Oh, what was this? Well, now I can't remember where I stole it from, but the idea that the, or maybe it's the balloon packs, where the balloon packs were like full of an air elemental or something, 
but it would only be for so long. I forget, there was some something I read where the reason they had flight was because it was like an air elemental trapped inside. Well, that's exactly what was happening here. I love the idea of them having an air elemental trapped inside of the balloon, and that's how it literally raises and lowers, is because they like turn on a flame at the bottom, and that like makes the air elemental go up or something. I thought that was cool. Now, that means if it's ripped and the air elemental escapes, your thing crashes down. Now, at first I was like, okay, here's a player's mini quest. They have to capture the air elemental. Um, you know, maybe they have some kind of device or something they need to capture. That could be kind of fun. Um, maybe they have to, like, weaken it and then capture it like a fucking Pokemon. I thought that could be interesting. Or I just say that, well, they can just summon a new one because I've got this whatever device. But just be aware that there's an, element, an air elemental that may be vengeful and pissed off out there somewhere. And then... Maybe that's something the players can deal with is they see an air elemental just rampaging around like a one of these houses and then they have to go and like rescue the poor, uh, you know, lizard folk from it or something. I haven't used an elemental in a long time, so I'm kind of excited to use an elemental. I think they're a pretty appropriate creature type for the uh, players right now. Did I already add an elemental in here? I don't think I did. Thought I did, but I don't see it on here. Unless it's under elemental comma air, but I don't think so. Ah, and I was gone all day. I didn't get a chance to upload our uh, Baldur's Gate 3 uh, video from last night either, and it was an awesome one. They're all awesome, let's be honest. I don't see the air elemental in here, so maybe I'll have to add one on here. But what do we think about that? Is there some kind of like Pokemon device? Like you're just kind of bullshit device. You'd be like, hey, use this to capture the air elemental. Which might be a fun like combat idea is like you got to fight this creature, weaken it, and then use like this skill check or something to actually get it in. Uh, you know, capture it somehow. All right, so it's in here somewhere. Where the fuck is it? Because obviously we don't want to use that token. It's under creatures. Let's delete you. I know there's stronger air elementals too, like the Myrmidon and the huger ones, but I think just the basic air elemental actually be do us just fine. So do we like rescuing, uh, or do we like just fighting the air elemental or having to capture the air elemental? Because either way, we're going to be using it, I think. Yeah, it's a CR5, uh, multi-attack, average plus 8 to hit, that average uh, base average damage of 14. And then has a whirlwind ability where it does a fun little AOE attack, which could be pretty nasty if you're right next to, you know, hazardous areas, which all of this is. Also a lot of damage resistances. Immune to poison is handy because it could be in the water and it can actually use its whirlwind and maybe like throw that poisoned water around. And 90 hit points. That could actually be a pretty nice little mini boss fight with the air elemental now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, Edmund with the Pokeball. That could be nifty, huh? The Ghostbusters and their proton packs. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> oh, man. That could be pretty fun. <laughs> Give them some kind of... Uh, I don't even know how that would work. Like, mechanically. Now I have to come up with this whole, like, Ghostbusters system. <laughs> um... Yeah, I didn't even think too much about it, but I just initially had like, oh, weaken. I literally thought of it like Pokemon, like weaken it and then just throw this item at it. But maybe there does have to be some kind of a skill check or something involved just to make things a little bit more interesting. 
And you wouldn't be able to do it until it was down to like, maybe I would do like a third health or something. Let's roll. I just rolled for its health. I got 96. I definitely like that idea. So we've unleashed the air elemental on these poor lizard folk. I could still use the lizard folk as a uh, a combat encounter. I just got to be careful not to use too much combat here. But I mean, it's a full event. Like uh, the perfect pacing to me is that the players never feel like they have to necessarily long rest during the adventuring day or whatever. And that's what this is. They've had one combat encounter so far, which is that little chase sequence. They hardly had to spend a thing. So I really, I should be okay with using plenty of stuff here because the swamp should be full of stuff. Maybe we can throw like a shambling mound somewhere. We weren't able to use our Sturge Queen. We we spent so long making that. And, uh, you know, with the timing the way it was and the battle pacing, I just didn't feel like it was worth squeezing in there as a big fight um, just because we were kind of running late and that happens. But we could look at maybe including like a big thicket of trees or something and have, you know, the Sturge Queen pop out of that. Maybe like here uh, near this one bridge, across, which by the way, I just added these random numbers on here to help my notes. Um, on where I think there would be major areas. Oh yeah, I just have an elemental gem. So there are actually like Dungeon Master's Guide items uh, that have to do with like capturing... El yeah, here we go. A ring of air elemental command and a sensor of controlling air elementals if we want to get like from the book. While incense is burning, you can use an action to speak the command word and summon an air elemental as if you would cast the conjure elemental spell. So this would be if the if Spellex didn't care and he's like, I, I can get my own air elemental. We can we produce these. Don't worry about it. They're in-house. But there's one out there that's going to be destroying everything. So in that case, they wouldn't have to worry about capturing it. It would just be, hey, here's this other andamite this other monster I've introduced into this ecosystem you have to go destroy. That's still fine, but then you don't have to put the onus on actually capturing them, which I think would be um, pretty fun to do. And it was interesting is if you could have them capture it, you could technically give them like an air elemental or a, a gem, an elemental gem that summons the air elemental as long as they're okay with like having to recapture it again. But you could even summon that for another battle, I guess, at least until you get back to the airship. Uh, the ring lets you have advantage on attack rolls against elementals and a disadvantage against you. In addition, you've got five charges. You can expend two of the ring's charges to cast a dominate monster on an air elemental. For air elemental command. And then in addition, when you fall, you descend 60 feet per round and take no damage from falling. If you help slay an air elemental while tuned to the ring, you can access the following properties. That unlocks new abilities. They should have more weapons that are like that. They have their own little progress bar. But I like the idea of having it be this bespoke item that, like, Edmund specifically crafted to, like, capture this thing also, because that's very Edmund, and, you know, he's a higher-level artificer now. That would be pretty fun if you, like, now that you've got it captured, that would be interesting. You could give somebody a temporary magic item knowing they would have to eventually give it back. Um, you know, they would have to give up this... Uh, Air Elemental back to Spellix. But while you've got it, maybe it would give you some abilities like Chain Lightning, Gust of Wind, Wind Wall. 
I don't know if anybody's experimented with that before. Give somebody an item knowing it's a temporary magic item. It's like you only get it for like this adventuring thing. Is eventually gonna have to go back, and the only way off this place is to give it back to Spellex. Or at least you don't want to screw him over. Charlotte Wands made by Edmund. Yeah. So everybody's got their proton packs. Y'all are loving this proton pack idea, which I do too. Yeah, the Shardland Iron Bands. That's very and that's the, very much the Pokeball thing, right? You can throw these Shardland Iron Bands that wrap around the creature. But I think in order to do the elemental, that's when you get like some certain rules involved. Like maybe it's got to be like maybe some of the wands can, uh, if you just use your action and you hit it with whatever your attack roll is then that does some kind of effect on the monster, like the proton pack thing. Because you don't want to necessarily give it restraint. I guess you could give it restrained. I mean, if that's literally what the proton packs are doing, that is like restraining the monster, and then the monster is like constantly pulling against it. By the way, have y'all played the uh, the 4v1? Uh, shoot, what's it called? I forgot the name of it. It came out like a year or two ago. Uh, Spirits Unleashed, I think. Is that the name of it? Ghostbusters game? It's pretty fucking cool. If you don't mind, like, slightly unpolished jankiness, uh, but, like, the multiplayer... You can play a co-op, just purely co-op, uh, and it's it's fantastic if you like Ghostbusters. I played it with my family. <laughs> it was fun. I'm actually kind of liking this idea now. I don't know where to put the thing on this map. This map is pretty huge. I'm zooming out to 50% right now. Might be the element to deal with the dragon. Well, that's the thing, though. The dragon, as a twist in this adventure, is not going to be a fight. In fact, he's going to be very amiable and willing to work with the party, specifically because he really digs necromancers. And maybe he'll especially know that this necromancer that I plan on using, which is going to be this uh, Lizard Folk Witch Doctor. I guess he doesn't actually have necromancy spells, though, does he? Yeah, I'm going to have to actually reflavor. I if they have a Lizard Folk that's... Uh, more of a Mage Caster? It says Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor has, like, Revify, Spirit Guardians, Cure Wounds, Hold Person. Those are all Cleric spells. Uh, shaman, probably the same way. They only have clerical spells. Actually, no, they don't. Well, it's wisdom, so it's druid. Shaman's the druid then. Heat metal, spike growth, conjure animals, reptiles. Uh, they have... They have folks, skeletons, berserkers, scale shield. I don't... See a lizard folk mage. To check here and see if Golf of the Deep actually has one for some reason. Nope. They have the king, queen, basic lizard folk, and the shaman. I guess we could always make one. It's a necromancer. Maybe he's got a certain item. I don't want to throw too many powerful items at the party. Although I think I've actually been pretty stingy this campaign. What do you all think? Like, item-wise... Where are my notes? I mean, I've got players... Right now, Mac is not attuned to anything. Gotwald's only attuned to one thing, which is magic accent. He doesn't even use all the time. Uh, Savra has two attunements, the Slippers of Spider Climbing and the Scaly Spellbook. And then Twirl actually has three, Fisher's Hook, Cloak of Protection, and the Tentacular Arm. Now, everybody has at least one magic item, and I believe everybody also has a magic 
weapon except for Savra, but she's a spellcaster. So they still all have magical stuff, but, uh, you know, level six, I don't know at what point you start having to like shuffle around attunements or whatever, but, um, surely there will be a chance somewhere to get some magic items, but I don't think they, the lizard, the bummer is that such a big map. You think it's full of some treasure. Unfortunately, it's going to be kind of empty because there's really not going to be any treasure in here. I don't, I don't see those folk having anything because they would have to give all of their tribute and stuff to, oh yeah, Cuba Force. That's right. She will get the Cuba Force whenever they get it repaired. Um, I would imagine they'd have all their treasure with the dragon, right? It wouldn't make any sense to have too much treasure here unless maybe some kind of thing, like this is an interesting location here, this round tower. Maybe the pirates were actually able to hide some treasure in here. And I turn this into a little bit of a kind of an optional treasure uh, puzzle trap room of some sort where maybe the pirates were able to hide some of their treasure before uh, the dragon got his hands on it. Grave Domain Cleric, yeah. Our anti-undead. Thinking of Death Domain. I don't know which one I'm thinking of, but... Is there a kind of cleric that has, like, Animate Dead, I guess? I don't even know where to look up cleric subclasses in here. Does that Scott... Oh, it does tell me that, okay. Uh, I don't see Death... Oh, Death Domain's in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Okay. Grave Domain is in Xanathar's. What's uh, the Death Domain? Death Domain does give you Animate Dead. Okay. Interesting. How is this in the Dungeon Master's Guide? I don't remember that adding anything in there. Was this like a sample one or something? Necrotic damage ignores resistance of necrotic. Touch of death. Channel Divinity deal extra necrotic damage. Necromancy Cantrip of the choice. Now he targets only one creature. He can target two creatures in range. Within five feet of each other. Okay. So I can still keep him a cleric, but just give him Animate Dead and maybe give him Pirate Touch. I don't think. I'm not sure if Ray of Sickness is worth using. This is just if I want to use the kind of the boss. I was thinking just kind of a cool boss, Lizard Folk, which this Witch Doctor stat block looked fairly fine. Actually, he's got Cursed Bolt. Maybe I can change that to like Grave Bolt or something to do necrotic damage. But I want him I want I want a Lizard Folk to be like a a complete loyalist devoted to the dragon. And he's like, oh, I gotta defend the Earth Moat from any would-be intruders. And he's gonna come on and like you know, with his armies and stuff. And meanwhile, the other lizard folk will be a lot of, like, they're very shunned and scared and frightened and kind of under the tyranny of... They're very much impressed people, which maybe the players can work with that if they play their cards right. Um, I'll probably have to come up with at least one, like, you know, lizard folk who can talk to the players and give them the rundown of everything. Maybe one that's got a slightly different looking token or something. I don't know where the air elemental would be currently wrecking shit, but maybe when they crash, that'll be the first thing Spellic says is like, all right, well, hopefully the air elemental hasn't gotten far. Here's some stuff. And he hands them like these literal proton pack kind of things. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you know, our CEO, Edmund Ulrich, uh, invented this to trap elementals. 
this one is tuned to air and uh i'll have to come up with some kind of mechanics but i think the ghostbuster thing would be pretty fucking funny and it, you, nobody would be under like obligation to have to use all those things and maybe i can have something terrible happen if they cross the streams <laughs> i don't even know how that would happen mechanically maybe anytime you're both hitting something at the same time you make a check or something Although, crossing these streams always seems to work out well, so I don't know. I'm going to have to, at some point, actually put dynamic lighting on this map. I haven't done that yet. Also, I like the idea of the witch doctor riding on this giant lizard, but I realize that might be a little tricky, uh, given that most of these flank walkways and things are only five feet wide, so having a giant mount to walk around on top of them probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I may have to lose that idea. And instead, just give him uh, some undead zombies and things around him. Uh, you could also use what would what would it must be up here? Like an undead crocodile or something? Could I make a zombie? Let's see if they have different flavors of zombie. Miss, what flavors of zombie do you have today? What's your special? Well, we've got uh, Ankylosaurus. We've got Beholder. We've got Bullywug. We've got Orc. We've got Gorillon, Hill Giant, Owlbear Zombie, Death Weaver, which is some kind of spider, isn't it? Yeah, that makes zombies. Automobile Beasts, pretty cool. But we've already got a big boss monster. We don't really need that. We just need simple zombies. Hydra Zombie. If you want a zombie, we will make you one. Lizard Folk Zombie is the one I was going to use, which is from Monster Manual Expanded. Too, but I always thought it was fun if you can use kind of bestial zombies as well. Zombie Dragon Turtle. I do plan on using that, by the way, for a future tease. Oh, that's a cool picture, too. Uh, as the thing guarding the uh, Tentrix's lair, the Nelanthar Isles. It's floating around there. Controlled. Uh, wolf Zombie... The only other thing we have. Maybe he could control a carrion crawler? I don't know how sentient those things are. Or is a carrion crawler just hanging out, or do we not? Or not that carrion crawler. Um, Shambling Mount is what I'm thinking of, I think. Although carrion crawlers could also pretty much appear anywhere. Fumbles. Opens a portal to the astral plane. All right, now we're getting too crazy. I was just thinking an explosion happens <laughs> and everybody gets knocked around. Yeah, I was thinking zombie croc. I was hoping there was something in here that I could uh, base a zombie croc on, but I guess... I, I think there's rules for just zombifying anything, right? Where you give it, like, undead fortitude, you, like, lower its AC... I think there's rules for that on how to zombie a creature. But yeah, zombie croc would be pretty fun. Just because I think that's all, like, a zombie is, like, alright, it's a zombie. But once you take some kind of creature and make it a zombie, that's just that much more terrifying, I think. It just adds to the awesomeness of it. So probably going to get, or just giant lizards, giant lizard zombies, but... uh. Zo and zombies work because I believe they're immune to poison, right? 
Yeah, so then you can have zombies just walking around, like literally zombies um, lurching up out of the water is what I was picturing for this uh, witch doctor, lizard, evil guy to summon a bunch of guys. He just summons them out of the water. And and this is not supposed to be like a big like six foot drop or something. This is only like barely above the swamp water, like a couple feet. So anything would just be able to hurl itself up and climb up. Yeah, and had groaning sounds. Exactly. Up the HP, lower AC, and undead fortitude. The zombie T-Rex. Now that's a little much. But I like where your head's at. But yeah, I do think that's the general rule. Is They do have... In fact, if we look at the... You've got the lizard folk and... I should stop zooming out so much. If you look at the lizard folk and the lizard folk zombie... Although I think they gave lizard folk zombie... Uh, some different abilities also. Yeah, it's got this reaction it can do, which is really zombie in thematic. If an enemy rolls within 10 feet, roll a d20. If the roll is 11 or higher, the zombie moves up to 5 feet toward the enemy. And if they end within 5 feet of the target, the zombie can make a weapon attack against it. It's kind of a lunge. That's just a cool basic ability for zombies. Uh, but AC 11, 26 hit points, and undead fortitude versus a regular lizard folk, which has an AC of 15... HP of 22, and obviously no undead fortitude, so I think we would just take a crocodile and make a few difference. I'm not putting in a zombie T-Rex. It's not happening. <laughs> and uh, reduce the speed, for sure. Lizardbulk zombie is not quite half half the speed, though, and so we got 20. It's interesting. So we'll have non-hostile lizard folk around here, and they'll be like you know, in this area, like, hiding out. This whole area is, like, ruins, and you can tell these lizard folk are not, um, you know, maybe they, maybe they kind of took over after the pirates, uh, were transformed and ousted. Or maybe the lizard folk were always second-class citizens here, and the pirates kind of ruled over them, treated them as servants, and then you, you could turn this into a little bit of, well... If I go too far with that, then they're going to want to take the dragon out, which I guess you could try. I don't think it would go well for them, because I plan on using a straight-up adult black dragon stat block. Because I was picturing this whole, like, rebellion-formenting thing, where, like, these poor oppressed lizard folk were oppressed by the undead... or we were impressed by the pirates first here. The pirates, like, took over the skyhole, built a fortress, kind of, um, you know, bullied the lizard folk, made them into servants and everything... And then when the dragon came in, chasing the pirates and cursed them and everything, and then it kind of fucked over all the lizard folk, and now a couple of lizard folk decided, well, let's throw in with the dragon is the only way to survive, and now they rule over the rest of the lizard folk, um, and now the poor lizard, a lot of lizard folk are still being oppressed, so they might be like, I don't know what their solution is there, other than like if you take out the dragon, then it might cleanse our waters, but they. I don't know. I'm going to make the dragon really kind of charming in a very uh, dickish way, I guess. <laughs> he's he's very toxic, if you will. Because <laughs> he's a black dragon. Uh, we have fun here. But if I if I go too hard with the, like, please save us, heroes, with the poor oppressed lizard folk, and then the hero's like, all right, now we got to go beat up this dragon. And that was not my initial idea, was to have the players 
feel like they have to go actually take out this black dragon. Now, maybe they can talk to him, but he, they're not going to get anywhere. Black dragon's not going to give a shit. Or they could at least say, one thing they could do is, hey, take out this, uh, you know, his chosen one. And then we can try to make things a little bit better for ourselves. And maybe he's got, like, his own faction of lizard folk. Maybe I should have two different tokens, actually. Different kinds of lizard folk. And then you can have, like, the good and the bad. And that kind of creates your your social dynamic uh, a little bit. So it allows the players to have their own little quest line here and their social stuff. Even though we, we all still have Spillix there. For the, like, the good, the quote-unquote good lizard folk. And then you also have the tyrannical ones, uh, which are kind of the true believers of the Black Dragon. Um, who also have all the undead on their team because he's been animating dead like crazy. So he's got all the zombies, uh, which means I should put... So a lot of this is going to matter on where the players spawn. I'm probably going to have them... Have the players start here. Uh, maybe to the south of the hot air balloon. over here and then we can have the good lizard folk be kind of the first ones they come across and maybe they can even save the lizard folk from the air elemental which will further you know make them look good there we go and maybe everybody's hiding because actually air elementals down here wrecking havoc and then they can rush and deal with that. I don't know where I could put it, but I don't know. Maybe it's made it over here and it's already like killed some people. <laughs> anyway, so they can rush in and those people over here, but they can see like somebody get like blown away over here and knock against, you know, the wall and they can kind of race around the corner and deal with this elemental fight and just treat it like its own fight on its own. And then when that's taken care of, then the lizard folk can be like, give them their story and then point to the north. And then I'll use one of these buildings up here as the villains like lair place. I don't know which one is the most opulent, uh, but he'll have his, you know, undead allies and stuff. Sovereign, the witch doctor. Yeah, that could be cool. And Savra will probably be the main point of contact because lizard folk technically only speak Draconic. And obviously, as a lizard folk, Savra should know Draconic. Now, others may know that as well. Yeah, she's got Draconic. And you could argue that a few of them speak very limited, like, you know, a few words of common to get by. Chris. I'm going to have to come up with some way to include Giants because I know Giants are a big part of his character's backstory. I'm trying to look at everybody's uh, different languages are. Did I already look at Max? Oh, Max got a lot. Mac knows Draconic also. Okay. How the fuck does, does Ranger just know all the languages? Common, Draconic, Dwarvish, Elvish, Goblin, and Orc. And Undercommon. What the fuck? Mac is like the, the one cop, he's like the cop in the movie that they call over to, like, speak the language. He's like, come over here and talk to the locals. Guy knows fucking everything. Alright, well, Mac and Sabra will be able to, uh, be able to speak to these lizard folk. 
But yeah, I should probably have at least one different token for like the important lizard folk leader and then include different tokens, uh, different token art for like the villainous lizard folk fashion faction just to make it a little bit easier. But also he will primarily, the villain up here, uh, will primarily be using undead. Maybe even include like some... Actually, I'll probably have a lot of them come out of the water as a surprise. So I think that could be... I guess they do get a ton of languages. I did not realize that. Did the thing expel zombie bees from its mouth or something? Is that the zombie T-Rex? <laughs> we do love the zombie T-Rex here, but I don't think it's going to be applicable. I think, I think raising a few zombie crocs or uh, actually zombie gators uh, will be more than appropriate. Which case, maybe we want to fight him not in a building? I don't know. I'll have to figure this out. Because unfortunately, I have to figure all this out like this week because they I don't know what they could get through in this village, but it could be a bunch. And obviously, Mac likes to go off on his own, and this is all going to be open. It's I'm not, I mean, the buildings will be dynamically lit, but in terms of the uh, the lighting and this, the, light, the amount of visibility they have is going to be all over the place. And the main area they have to get to is on this east side. So we're going to zoom back out on this map. Uh, and this is all going to be on a cliff right here. So the main area to go through is seven, which will be kind of this ruined circular tower area that still holds with maybe some kind of cool puzzle trap here that uh, gives the players a chance to grab some treasure that the dragon doesn't have his hands on. There's a random small building down here in eight. I haven't decided what to do with that. And then there's kind of a winding cliff path up into the castle. And then the castle is going to be uh, where all the undead pirates are. And that will just be a straight-up hostility. Like, this fortress could still have some armaments on it. They will be just completely controlled by the dragon. They're basically, they're under their programming to obviously defend uh, their fortress. And the players have to fight them all over again. So they'll be able to fight the actual Captain Black Dagger as a full-on Revenant boss. I'll use, you know, some skeletons, but also maybe some other stat blocks. We used that Sword Wraith Warrior before. We could maybe introduce some a white or two. The players are going to be slightly higher level. Uh, and they haven't gone through all the stuff that they've went through before, although they will go through some things. And then in the actual Swamp Cave, I don't, I'm probably not going to make that like a big dungeon crawl. It's probably going to be like just a very small, like two or three room thing. Maybe some kind of trap in there just leading to the Black Dragon. Um, there's probably not going to be much in the way of treasure up here, too. I think all the treasure is going to be down with the dragon, which, you know, that's going to be an option. They can certainly try and take out a dragon, but I don't plan on that being a thing. Where is that stat block? I think he's an adult, right? Adult black dragon? Yeah. Garander the Virus is an adult black dragon, which is a CR 14. Now, a cave is not the best place for a dragon to fight because he can't really fly around, but even without that... Uh, I don't see the players at this level being able to take out an adult black dragon. Especially after having done all the things that they've done. He's got legendary resistance, 200 hit points, 19 AC, huge saves on almost everything. Um, triple attack, and also an acid breath that can deal 12d8 acid damage. And legendary actions. Yeah, I see that being a TPK if they actually try to fight him, but I don't think they, uh, they're not designed to. Enough to fight the dragon. They can talk to the dragon. And the dragon's gonna be really into Sabra, because he's like, he's like, oh, the previous lizard folk I worked with, 
such a disappointment. You know, he's just a little pansy ass, uh, absolute tyrant, uh, wasted of my abilities. Hate this guy. You though, you could be awesome. And like try to like recruit Savra basically, uh, as the new leader of the village or something. <laughs> and then she can go off on her uh, whatever it is she wants to say. <laughs> what do we think? Yeah, you would definitely murder them. And layer you're right, that is his layer. He would also have layer actions. Absolutely. In fact, is that something we can play with a little bit? Where do they list the layer actions? Because I know that are those regional effects I'm thinking of. There's something that you could do like ongoing. Why can't I never find it? There we go. Adult Black Dragon. It's under bio and info, isn't it? Yeah, it's technically the dragon taking the layer action. Okay. Pool of water. Surge outward in a grasping tide. Cloud of swarming insects fills a 20-foot radius sphere. Cloud spreads around corners, remains till the dragon spins in action, using the layer action to get her dies. Cloud's light observed, obscured. DC 15 con save or 3d6 piercing damage, or magical darkness just spreads out from where the dragon chooses. So it's probably more of the regional effects I was thinking. Yeah, water surfaces within one of the layers, supernaturally fouled. Enemies of the dragon that drink such water regurgitate it within minutes. I was going to go further with that and say that the water is straight up like poisoned. Now, the lizard folk have built up some kind of a immunity to that, to where it's still... They're basically always in a, in a sickly state, but uh, they can still, like, I don't know, survive. Or if the players really tried to survive this water, even falling into the water, I'm going I'm to make them make a con save against poison. Also, what I should do is give all the lizard folk poison-tipped arrows, like what Matt got before. Because clearly they would be uh, mixing their... Uh, arrows and maybe even their weapons with this foul liquid and just kind of add some poison damage on there. That's a pretty easy way of just adding base damage to all the enemies. Everybody has extra poison. Because nobody decided to play a dwarf. Dwarves get that sweet, awesome poison resistance, you fools. Other options I could make them spawn up here first and include the air elemental fight up here and then say down here is where the boss layer's at. Uh, it depends on which buildings look nicer. Just so the players hit up, you know, things in the right order essentially. And it'll really depend on where I spawn them because if I put them on the map down here, they'll obviously explore this area first. If I put them up here, explore this area first. But this actually looks like the nicest building of the bunch, so maybe the boss is up there. The bad thing is I have to come up with a plan if the player just decide to split off and just randomly <laughs> explore all these other areas. Yawn T, straight up immune. Yeah. A Draco Lich with a pet zombie T-Rex. Stop it with a zombie T-Rex. I don't think Garandar is supposed to be undead. I think he's still supposed to be a black dragon. But he would probably go Draco Lich. He would probably go Draco Lich at some point. I, I can't wait for Sovereign to talk to this dragon. It's going to be so fun. He's he's just going to be like, are you thinking of going Lich? <laughs> you know, it'll just be this amazing conversation between, like, necromancers, basically. I even may have the, the dragon, like, melt and transform into a very handsome, like, emo-looking uh, lizard folk. 
<laughs> just I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that social scene, honestly. And it's going to be hopefully a bit of a, a nice surprise. Well, they expect this dragon to be all just, you know, a complete ass. But he's, uh, I mean, he'll be a little toxic for sure. But I think I'll, be, I think I'll have fun with him. Uh, I'm not looking forward to doing all this dynamic lighting. I'm going to have to do it at some point, but it's going to be a pain in the butt. Do I want to make any other open areas? Can't really make it in the middle of anywhere. There's already a thing on the map, but I could do it in these spaces where there's just swamp area. Or I could like delete whole like corners of the map to put in. If I really wanted to cut into it, make it less like a big straight piece. It'll look like slightly better, like kind of what I did like here. I made it more lumpy and I think that looks a little better. It's just takes some time to do that. I wonder if I can get away with cutting out this space. That could be kind of interesting, making a little, little area right there. Let's see what that looks like. Can't help but mess with the maps. Because if I can use the cliffs, uh, those cliff pieces, then we can kind of hide this part of it, I guess. Although the problem is the cliffs attach to the ground and don't really attach to the docks. So what I can't do is pop this behind it. So, I don't know how good that's going to end up looking. We could do something like that. That looks kind of weird since it's a perfect rectangle. Role playing is so in right now. And if I try to make like a miniature little cliffs, I just don't quite think it's going to work. is much work for a little gain. It's actually too much of a curve anyway. It's too curvy. Oh, the resolution. It's dying. Yeah, it's just not really going to look good. At all. Okay, so I think we're going to have to lose that idea. Because the only thing I have to do with the sky mapper is I have these little cliff edges. But obviously they just don't attach to anything but ground. I don't think I can quite do one there. But you could do it in these bigger spaces here. If I wanted to make, you know, bigger areas. Move the fucking map, Eric. God damn it. Remove. Basically do what I did here, and then you can create little cliff spaces and make that more of an opening there. It becomes kind of obvious, but maybe the earth mode has always had a hole there, and that's why they built the things around it. And then I could do like a big cutout here, but... I I guess you could make a cutoff right there. That wouldn't look too bad if I wanted to dig in all the way over here. 
could do it right like that. And just have like all of that be bumped out and then make another one that's like, you know, here or something. And then you can create the, the cliff walls to go around here that might be able to work. There's just no railing here for some reason. <laughs> you fools. Why did you make no rail? No, like, but again, I'm, I'm in that same problem where I can't really have it bump up against the edge. I don't know. Roll 20 maps plus dynamic lighting kills older PCs. Mine has been okay so far, but yeah, I know at some point I'm putting on way too many layers. Maybe like that looking thing, kind of. There. And I could make another. Actually, I just need to put that one in the front. Put in front, please. Mm, doesn't look good there. There's a different kind of art piece I can use for that side. Or just cover it up all the way to there and just say that this is all part of the destruction. I gotta sneeze. That was a mighty sneeze. Oh my goodness. Go. Oh, out of the way, cloud. To go down. Actually, that's starting to work a little bit better. And I'll need some corner pieces. Which one to use a corner piece? You there. God, every second I'm on the map layer, I'm like just it's so dangerous. <laughs> I really need to get out of the habit of editing on the map layer. It's not a good habit. Why is it's not working out? Oh, wait, I need it to. Damn it. That's too much corner. Again. Turns are too extreme. God damn it. <laughs> Why do I care about this so much? I'm not an artist. I'm very much not a Rule 20 artist. Leave that to the professionals. And yet, I get these beautiful maps, and I have to, like, slightly change. This happened when I did the, the, the Goodmead map. That was the same thing from Seafoot Games, and then I had to go and fuck it all up, because I needed it to be, a, like, half brewery. Like, this is how it gets done. That's... How you get a flying swampy earth mode because that's unfortunately all the maps, all the cool locations are things that aren't like normal, like forest road path or something. Like, no, it's never that easy. It's never that easy. Alright, is the illusion working for you yet? Why did I ever even think I could use damn it? Don't fucking move that map! <laughs> Stay away! It's under Vile Tiles. Is it Vile Tiles Sky Mapper? 
Title tiles. Was it was Sky Sky Isle Mapper? Yes, there it is. I think this is the one I'm using. Success. So many things, but they're all. I guess I could use straight up rocks. Well, those must be floating rocks. Floating rocks would racks would. I think throw off my aesthetic. Grassy patches do not help. Bridges don't help. There's some plants and trees. If I still wanted to use my queen sturge and my sturges, I don't know. Feel bad that I we we spent so long working on that stupid sturge thing, and now we already had the sturge fight, and I feel like there's no room for it now. I don't know where I'd include it. This piece has some potential. We just scooch it like that. Scoochie booches. That's going the wrong way, though. Actually, now I think about it. Uh, right, because I need the connecting part to go out. So it needs to be uh, like this. That's the problem. That's the fucking same piece I'm using. Damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck, what did I just do? No! Alright, well this is the dark side of the Roll20 editing where I'm sitting here losing my mind trying to make this look good. I will work on this some this week. I'll have some more done by Thursday. We will talk more about uh, this whole setup because it's going to be this insane basically mostly custom area that I've expanded from Call from the Deep. The one area that it doesn't provide an adventure location for is the one that, of course, I want to explore as an adventure location, which will take us uh, the next couple weeks, I'm sure. But that is going to do it right now. Good night, Bernie Thaggers. Uh, for this Monday edition of Crafting the Deep. If you enjoy the content, please do check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. Shouts to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Thomas, Stan, Brandon, Centerside, Eclectic, Roleplay, Role, Christopher, Corey, Big Nut, John F., John L., Scott, Eric, Tyler, Nathan, Kent, Chris, Lee, Counselor, Andrew, Daryl, The Reldron, Captivity, 79, 70, Andy, Patrick, Jason, Ismail, Amit, Lovies, Buzz, and Koi. Gold Patrons, RPG, Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Dead Lizard, Lounge, Sam, Jerome, Nathan, Fastlake, Atoya, Scott, Ruffus, Karen, Jerry, Thomas, Glenn, and Marcus. Thank you all very much for your support. I will see you for another. Crafting the Deep on Thursday. Have a good one.